Hi, this is Raphael Michaels, and thank you for coming to my podcast. Today I will talk about Samyaza in regards to his desire to be the celestial Adam, and for his wives to be the celestial Eves. This will be a part two to the episode I did entitled Samyaza the Celestialist. Now, Samyaza desired to replace God in the minds and hearts of humanity and essentially creation itself. Now, whether this was a direct thought process, I'm not sure. I doubt it. I don't think Samyaza was thinking about, oh, I want to replace God. Oh, let me have a bunch of children. But it doesn't make a difference. Instinctively, this is what he was doing. And this is what he wanted to do. If you look at Lucifer, Lucifer's desire was to replace God in the minds and hearts of creation. Well, it's the same thing with Samyaza. It's an instinctive desire for celestial beings to want to be worshipped by a lower class or a lower species of being. It's just natural. It's how it is. It's one of their foibles and it's just something they have to resist against. This is why in the word of God, whenever you see a righteous angel meet a human being and the angel is in a semi-glorified state where he's usually in human form but he has the light bursting from him and when he talks he talks with such a might such an authoritative tone and power from that tone that it literally sounds like thunder from each syllable to each word to each phrase to each sentence that he speaks there is no fear in this individual now as a result of that Every time a prophet or an apostle sees one of these angels who take on a human form to make themselves more palatable to the individual whom they're presenting themselves to because they don't want to freak them out. Now, every time one of these guys sees one of these angels, they always bow down and worship them. And one thing that tempts angels is humans bowing down and worshiping them. They that's that temptation. That's like, oh, oh, okay. Well, I'm a righteous angel, and as a result of that, I do not want you to worship me. Worship God. I'm not going to hell. 
I'm not burning in the lake of fire. I'm not burning up in the inner core of the earth or Tartarus. That's not going to happen for me. So you worship God. And this is what the righteous angels essentially say to these human beings who decide to worship them. And the humans can't help it because they're not used to seeing a fourth dimensional being pop up out of nowhere and start talking to them. We're used to seeing three dimensional beings because we function in a three dimensional world because of the separation between the God genetics and the terrestrial genetics. That was as a result of Adam's sin. As a result of that, we're not used to seeing beings who literally glow like a star, who shine like a star, whose voice is equivalent to like a, uh, how would I say this, uh, like Banshee or a sonic scream or something like that, where it's just so powerful that it can probably destroy buildings or something, you know? We're not used to hearing stuff like that. But angels who are in it for themselves, angels who want to be worshipped, desire to be worshipped, and are eternally doomed because of that desire, they literally will convince and allow humans to worship them. A lot of times we think this is Lucifer's angels. And in this day and age, we're right. Those are Lucifer's angels. But they masquerade as either God's angels or some type of spirit guides. They always go after names that are well known by Christians like Gabriel or Michael or something like that. You know what I mean? And they're lying. Their names are their names are not Gabriel and Michael. But they know that Christians, they know those names. And so they hear an angel say, oh, I am Gabriel or I am Michael. But they'll fall hook, line, and sinker with that stuff. It makes it more believable. It makes the lie more palatable. It's a strong delusion. Now, whatever the names are, I don't care. But angel to angel, angels are of a celestial kingdom. Just like you have an animal kingdom. You have a celestial kingdom. And God's angels and Lucifer's angels, even though they're different individually, as far as person to person, species-wise, class-wise, they're all the same thing. God has the same type of angels that Lucifer has and vice versa. Why? Because 
Lucifer took one third of the angels from God. And as a result, he mimicked God's hierarchy. And because of that, for a human, it's literally impossible to tell the difference because there is no difference. And the only way you can tell the difference is if you decipher the spirits. And how, you, how do you do that? You combat that with the word of God. You test them. You see where they are. And celestial beings will always err, period. If they're unrighteous ones, if they're in it for themselves, if they're self-serving, if they are themselves their own God. And the individual who has the market on being your own God is Lucifer. So Luciferian angels will always want you to worship them and to bow down before them and to ultimately hail Lucifer. God's angels will always tell you, do not worship me. Do not worship me. And why? Because they're like, I will not be tempted to go to hell. Uh, uh-uh, screw that. You worship Jesus Christ. You worship God. I'm not going to hell. Screw this bullcrap. No way. Worship God. Do not worship me. I'm nothing. Okay? You see what happened to Lucifer? That ain't happening to me. That's essentially what they're saying in a nutshell. Now, going to Samyaza, though. Samyaza was a middle ground. And the reason why he's a middle ground is because... One, he fought against Lucifer and his angels. He and his boys, they fought against Lucifer and his angels. Okay, so these aren't some self-serving angels. They're not looking into man in order to uh, be worshipped. They're not in it for themselves. You know, they have no uh, self-serving, desirous bone in their body or in their spirit because they don't have any physical bodies. But he ultimately still fell, though. And if you look at Semyaza and his comrades, they were given an assignment, which is actually a temporary assignment. But they were given an assignment which was to direct mankind into the ways of righteousness and to be a preacher, teacher, and a judge over all the nations. And this would mean that they were to rule over the pagan nations from a celestial perspective. They weren't supposed to directly rule in the earth. But they were supposed to be essentially spirit guides. They were supposed to direct mankind into godliness. They were supposed to direct mankind into obeying God. And when when man did not obey God, they were supposed to be the judges over mankind. Now, realistically speaking, this would have been over kingdoms. They would have communicated with the leaders of the earth, and they would have 
directed them towards righteousness. And they would have judged them if they disobeyed. That's just how it would have went. But when you look at them and you look at their track record, these were righteous angels. These weren't evil angels. They didn't have any evil intents. They were just obeying orders from God. Okay, we want you to do this, this, and this. We want you to direct the nations or direct the kingdoms into righteousness because these are some pagan heathen people. They're pagans. They're heathens. And they're going to want to err and to follow their instinctive nature. So what you're going to do is you're going to show them and direct them towards God. So that way, God can transition them from glory to glory. So God can gradually transition them generationally towards himself. And as a result, eventually, the tables will turn and they will eventually be re-glorified into their original state. And as a result of that, they will be able to rule over celestial beings from which they were originally created to do. Sounds simple enough. They had a temporary assignment. And uh, that would have been that. But... intend to fall. They did not think that they were going to fall because they were the perfect specimen for the job. They didn't have a flesh. They were a different species than man. They were of a higher species than man. So there was no logical reason why they should have fallen. And they had proven themselves when Lucifer tried to tempt the angels to obtain worship from mankind through following his desire for celestial supremacy and Samyaza and his comrades they did not bulge they fought alongside God so as a result God thought okay well guys prove yourself in that now continue to follow me now prove yourself here this should be a no-brainer. This should be pretty simple. Well, like Adam, like Samyaza, Adam fell because of a woman. He listened to a woman. Samyaza fell because he listened to women. Or, overall, woman. The first woman was named Eve. In regards to Samyaza and his celestial cohorts, the women were Eve. <laughs> On a spiritual level, they were Eve. They were genetically descended from Eve, so 
in their eyes, they were no different from Eve. They possessed the same nature, and they were the same gender, and they had the same biology of Eve. It's the same thing. Just, you have one Eve, which is the Eve of Adam, and then you go from there, and you just multiply the number of Eves because it's the same spirit now Samyaza like Adam placed Eve over God. He rebelled against God, just like Adam, and listened to the woman, just like Adam. Same principle. Adam procreated with Eve. Samyaza procreated with, essentially, Eve. The daughters of Eve which by default is Eve. So, same principle there. Adam had children with Eve, which spawned a, a race, which is man, or what we would call the son of man. Semyaza spawned a race from Eve which was called Nephilim or the fallen ones essentially fallen humanity with the double dose of fallen in there now God told Adam to be fruitful and multiply Book of Enoch states that the women who seduced Semyaza along with his celestial cohorts, they saluted Semyaza and his his boys, which essentially means they worshipped them, they gave him the respect, they were fruitful. They worshipped them. They multiplied. Same principle. Now, Semyaza because of his uh, rebellion against God by allowing himself to be seduced by women or, or by listening to women, he essentially exalted woman or Eve to the highest levels woman or Eve can be exalted to Adam started the process by listening to his uh, his woman and as a result feminism itself was created right there 
Now, Samyaza operates as an accelerator. He not just accelerated the process, he built upon the foundation from which Adam's sin laid. So as a result of that, when his children are by default called the Nephilim, which is the fallen ones, it's not just because they have sinful genetics based off of the female who is of the seed of man and of the seed of fallen man. And not just because the angels whom they descend from or whom seeded them had rejected God. But also because of the reality that the order of creation had essentially been reversed even more than what Adam had already did. They literally built a pyramid of reversal of role reversal in relation to what Adam had already did and if you look at the women whom Samyaza had chosen they weren't of the line of Seth this is original they were not of the line of Seth they were of the line of Cain the book of Enoch states that they went after black women and the book of Enoch states that Cain was black so you go from there then you look further what it states in the book of Enoch not just from a racial perspective which means nothing I'm just stating that in because it's in there but it also states that the reversal of the order between the species of man where the woman and the man reversed their orders so that's literally feminism and this is women ruling over men this is women becoming lesbians this is women becoming empowered and the men were on a beta male territory they were betamized they weren't respected by their women their women did not obey them they were empowered they wanted to be strong leading ladies all the same stuff you hear now this happened 5,000 plus years ago this is nothing new now 
result of that was the women were uncovered. They were no longer covered by their husbands. They were no longer protected by their husbands. They were no longer they were no longer guarded by their husbands. And as a result, the angels were able to influence them. They were able to sleep with them, essentially. If these women were under the authority of their husbands, the Nephilim never would have been created. Period. But, as a result of thinking they were better than their own men, as a result of pride and haughtiness, they fell into temptation. They fell into even more indulgent deception. They were celestialized in their thinking. Because now, celestials were able to sway them from the men who were supposed to guard them. They were able to sway them from their own species. And this wasn't a one-way street. In the book of Revelations, it states that the women who seduce the angels are going to have a special judgment during the great, the great white throne judgment. Which doesn't sound too good. So, it was a mutual thing, basically. On one hand, top down, Semyaza and his comrades wanted to sleep with the human women and produce children. On the other hand, the human women who, who were originally specifically the daughters of Cain. Okay, so that's that. And the reason I'm going into that is because there's another component to this, which I'm going to get into a little bit later, possibly in another video. But they were the daughters of Cain. Now, this doesn't mean that later on they didn't branch out to the daughters of uh, Seth. But originally, when they started out, they were only sleeping with the daughters of Cain. Now, on a more earthly sense, the women saw the angels. They liked what they saw a lot, and that's an understatement. And 
they decided to tempt them. And the revelation states they literally seduced the angels. So, if you look at what the Genesis Genesis chapter 6 and if I'm correct, Enoch chapter 7, I could be wrong. But nope, nope, nope. Enoch chapter 6 too. You see that the angels themselves were the primary agents. They were considered the primary agents because they were in position of power and authority. And that's because they're they're dudes. They're masculine. Masculine equals authority. Masculine equals power. So the onus is on them. Because that's where the power is. That's where the authority is. Just like Adam Eve ate of the tree first, but the onus is of the man. And the word of God states that for by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men for all of sin. It isn't anything about the woman, because the woman has no power. She literally is under the authority of man. She literally is a recipient of power but she's not a generator of power the angels in this relationship with women were the ones with all the power they were the generators of power and as a result the onus was on them now we look at Eve again and we see how she initially started the process so if you go back to Revelations. it says that the women seduced the angels. So, looking at how the women themselves initially were disrespecting their husbands, wanting to be leading ladies, wanting to uh, do their own thing, I don't need a man, I don't want a man, etc., etc. They're being rebellious. They wanted something that's better than what they were saying. They didn't like men anymore, specifically. They wanted something better than men. They wanted, essentially, supermen. Or, in our vernacular, whom we would call Superman. But this is the real-life version of that. Because they weren't satisfied at home. They weren't satisfied serving their husbands. They weren't satisfied with the order of authority that they were under. They wanted something better. Or, in the MGTOW or Red Pill community, we call it hypergamy. <laughs> they were hypergamous. <laughs> now, they saw the angels, they liked what they saw, and they uh, tempted the angels. Just like Eve tempted Adam to sin. Eve, or the daughters of Eve, tempted the angels to sin. Same principle. 
but who gets blamed ultimately? The masculine nature. Not the feminine, not the females. The dudes. So, this meant that the wives of human men purposefully seduced angels. The daughters of human men purposefully went out to seduce angels. The wives of human men purposefully went out to seduce Samyaza, the chief angel of the bunch, of the 200. He was the top dog. They went after the leader. They went after the head of heads, honchos of honchos, alphas of alphas. They went after the alpha dogs of alpha dogs, and Samyaza was the alpha dog of the alpha dogs. You get what I mean? So, as a result of that, Samyaza himself was under a direct assault by these human babes, these human hotties, these chocolate hotnesses. This was something he never, ever imagined. He never thought he'd go under. And instead of resisting temptation by running away, by fleeing, by leaving, or by getting them in check, one of the two, he was devoured by the temptation. He gave in to the temptation. He was like Samson. He fell into temptation. And as a result, he lost his place. Just like Adam lost his place. Remember, Adam literally was designed to rule over everything. His race, which we are a part of, originally was designed to rule over all creation. That means angels. That means we were we were designed to literally rule over Lucifer. The 200 angels that sinned. The one third of the angels that went with Lucifer. The two thirds that stayed with God. And any other angels that would have been created in the future. Mankind was designed to rule over all of that. Adam gave that up based off of an action from his woman. Gave it all up. Gave it all up. So that means every generation from Adam onward will be in a position that was subservient to angels. Instead of being in a position where we would have gradually transitioned to rulership over angels. It would have been some time, but Adam would have been the 
the genetic lead and genetic example. And from that, it would have been instinctive, an instinctive transition. Basically, to put it in a nutshell, it would be like transitioning from a boy to a man and from a man to Superman. You get what I mean? Same principle. He let all that go. So his race suffered. And as a result, we suffer. Now, Semyaza was positioned over all of mankind. He was positioned over all the kingdoms of man. Literally, over all the kingdoms of man, Semyaza was positioned over. He wasn't to rule in the earth like man does. But as an angel, he had considerable influence because of what he was, which was an angel. A being that literally comes from heaven. He was literally the real-life version of the Beyonder from Marvel Comics. Now, just take away the superpowers that the Beyonder had, where he could just manipulate creation at a universal level. Take that away. But the basic premise behind the Beyonder is basically Samyaza and his celestial cohorts, or if you look at it from a larger perspective, just celestial beings as a block. Now, Semyaza succumbing to temptation decided to warn his comrades that he was going to follow the Luciferian path but he was not going to acknowledge Lucifer as his master so he was trying to do the middle of the road type of context now this wasn't what he said directly but instinctively in his actions and in what he did it's the same thing because it promotes the same goal which is celestialism now he told his comrades that he was going his own way his own sigtal or actal and for them to continue to obey God well we know that they chose to disobey God so as a result of that they all lost their position in heaven God literally stated that they were designed originally to live with him for eternity because they were sinless but because of their sin they were destined to burn in hell now this is literally the equivalent of a human being blowing their destiny this is like you marrying the wrong woman this is like you committing adultery where 
you're married to somebody, and they were essentially, in a sense, married to God, in a sense. Not literally or even figuratively, but just for the context I'm looking at. Their allegiance is to God, but they want to... have an affair with human women and this would be like a Christian who is aligned with God who's trying to live right, right but he gets seduced by the adulteress who's actually a married woman you get know what I mean and so when the husband finds out, he uh, gets the Christian guy arrested and put in prison. That's essentially what you're looking at. Now, we you know nowadays these laws either exist, but they're not enforced, or they've been erased off the books. Because we know in today's time any type of morality based in the law is thrown out. One reason is because that means men like Donald Trump, Bill Clinton would be put in prison. That means most men would be put in prison. Most women would be put in prison and eventually executed. I mean, that would stop the problem, but, I mean, primarily, but those laws aren't enforced. Well, with God, those laws were enforced. And Semyaza literally blew it. He blew his destiny. He blew everything that God had in store for him, he blew it. Again, this is like a Christian man who literally fornicates with a woman. He might even marry her. But as a result of that, she takes everything from him, his wealth, makes his life a living hack because he married the wrong woman. And he didn't stay faithful to his wife, whom he left in order to be with his woman. You know, it's just a lot of different parallels. Not exactly the same, but it's in principle the same. Because... Samyaza blew his destiny because of women. That's just basically it. So, Samyaza himself was on a mission to recreate the race of man in his own image 
Now, I don't know if he was thinking about this directly in the sense that I'm going to directly challenge God and to procreate with human women in order to challenge God on a spiritual level and a physiological level regarding where the worship of man is directed to. I don't know if he was thinking that initially, but eventually that's what it came down to because after the Nephilim were initially spawned and after they had reached puberty and they had grown to to sizes which were equivalent to skyscrapers I mean you talk about beings who range from 150 feet to 700 footers and that's the uh, that's the first race that's the largest race they're called the great giants now he convinced them to climb down from their mountains from which they were born and raised and to convince mankind to do a couple of different things. One was to sin even more than what they were already doing. Two was to worship them. And the reason for that is because he wanted to ensure that his seed line was the dominant seed line in regards to the race of man. Now, the Bible states that the giants were men. They belonged to the race of man, the species of man. But they were a celestialized version of man. So, in this case, the subset of man, or the sub-race of man, was exalted to a position of its superiority over the original race of man. And they did this through their size. They did this through their might. They did this through their knowledge and understanding. Because demon means knowledge. And if you look at the Bible, it states that the Nephilim were known as men of old, which denotes wisdom, knowledge, understanding, all that. Which essentially is demon. That's what demon originally was. These demons were literally following the footsteps of their fathers. Their fathers taught them how to rule over mankind. And the reason they did this was because they themselves couldn't do it because of being celestial beings. But because their 
children were technically human. And this is where you get to those splitting hairs type of things where you know the person is bullcrapping you, but they're technically right. So legally, they can function in that little gray area of legality. And if you know anything about demons, you realize that angels and demons are very legalistic. They're very technical in the law. This is how they function. Now, as a result of that, they were able to enforce their will onto mankind and then have plausible deniability. Because they could say, well, yeah, we convinced our children to deceive mankind and to seduce them into sin but that was their choice you know what I mean they didn't have to obey us you get what I mean we didn't force them to do it you know you see how the the technicalities kind of roll but realistically speaking their children worshipped them their children bowed down to them because of the same exact reasons that mankind bowed down to to them and it's because the angels were much larger much mightier and much more intelligent than the Nephilim the angels from whom they descended from now the Nephilim were in a position of power and authority over mankind which was the same level of power and authority the angels were over the the Nephilim as a result, the Nephilim enforced the will of the Celestials who fathered them onto the species of man that wasn't genetically amalgamated with Celestial ancestry. So this way you have two things going on one thing you have plausible deniability in a couple of different ways you have plausible deniability in the sense that demons can say well that's not our fault that man did that I mean it's our job to tempt them that's what we were trained to do but that was their choice going back to the angels same type of thing with the demons you know we, we did what we did but they didn't have to obey us. You know what I mean? Plausible deniability, but at the same time, doing what you want. Let's get kind of, it gets kind of messy. Now, Sam Yaza 
literally wanted to expand the reach of his rulership from earth and wanted to expand it to every planet in the universe. This is why when you see um, either documentaries or uh, I don't want to say conspiracy theories but when you see like the real documentaries where people who are labeled conspiracy theorists when they're talking about things like yeah we saw uh, aliens or evidence of another species of human just giants and demons basically you know we see evidence of civilization on the moon or something like that or on Mars or something similar to that well this is why because he wanted to expand his race throughout the universe he wanted them to colonize and to procreate and this goes back to man kind originally whose first commandment was to be fruitful and multiply why because we were destined to rule over angels but to also procreate and reproduce colonize and then spread out throughout the entire universe and do the same thing on every planet that was the goal. And then we were supposed to go from there and go into the heavens. The same thing. We're supposed to advance from Earth. But the problem is, God has standards. God just doesn't let you do whatever you want to do. He has standards. He's not going to divide his kingdom ultimately based off emotionality. Now, if you look at the book of Enoch, God states to the angels, and specifically Samyaza, that you guys never discipline your kids. You guys let them run them off, do whatever the heck they want to do, and then you still want to allow them to procreate and reproduce throughout the entire universe. It's like, do you see me doing that with man? No. I did not let man eat of the fruit of the tree of life from which man was eating from for seven years. Why? Because I knew that they would run amok. They would do what they wanted to do in the name of God. And they will be an embarrassment to me. They will be acting like your kids or monsters <laughs> literally and figuratively <laughs> and uh, that wasn't going to happen I have rules for my kingdom for my empire for my intergalactic empire and my celestial empire 
I have rules. And if my children don't want to follow them, then guess where they're going. So, as a result of that, guess where you're going as a result of the actions of your children. And also, guess where they're going. You get what I mean? Okay, I have to go. Um, the time is almost an hour, which is the maximum time that I have to do an individual episode. So I will return with part two of this uh, topic. Okay, so anyways, have a great day and I will talk to you guys later. And thank you for having me on. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise Jesus Christ. And remember, get born again. If you're not born again, get born again. Live for Jesus Christ. Okay? That way, when you die, you can rule over angels. You can have a mansion or mansions and live for eternity. And if you're a dude, you can eventually, once you get your new body, you can have a hot wife and you'll be able to be fruitful and multiply with her for eternity. For eternity. And you never age, you never die, and you shine like the angels, you shine like the sun. Literally, not figuratively, literally. Anyways, I gotta go. Talk to you guys later. Have an awesome day.